Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Barr, and this is The Alan Barr Show. You can find me at alanbarr.com. I'm an internal tools product manager, and this is a podcast on technology, business, self-improvement, and other topics. Today's topic is creating a podcast. In this episode, we're going to have three acts, your elevator pitch, prepare and edit, and three act narratives, but mix it up. So why am I talking about podcasts today? Uh, And before we talk about the show, uh, I read a book uh, and I was looking through, you know, what did I learn in the past almost year on making a podcast? And I found a really good book that I decided, you know what, I should have a good summary on that and a few other books I've read recently. And before we start the show, I want to share some metrics that might be interesting to you if you've ever been in a podcast or you know anything about podcasts. Uh, this would be interesting. So there I was. I'm at the library, like I usually am, and I'm pulling out some books, and they're all over the place, and I see some books that seem interesting, and I found two. The books will be in the show notes, uh, but in this metrics uh, report comes from the Edison Research Podcast Consumer, and this is from the year 2018 and 2019. 70% of podcasters are between the ages of 18 to 54, and they're almost equally between men and women. In the 2018 year, uh, there was a 51% of listeners that had earned between 75,000 to 150,000 per year. So what you're kind of seeing is that uh, those that seem to read a lot of or listen to a lot of podcasts are more likely to be educated. If I skip over to the 2019 podcast report, uh, what we what we would see with the higher level of education is that grad school or more is 28% uh, of that year of 2019. And then four year is about 75%. Some college is 27% and high school or less is 20%. The biggest group happened in 2019 for 51% of the 144 million American podcast listeners. It's a biggest jump uh, in the previous year in 2018, which was 44%. Uh, So I I can imagine that there's going to be way more podcasting in the future. And that's the reason we're going to have this podcast episode, because everyone needs a podcast. So before we do that, let's talk about that. All right, act one, your elevator pitch. Now I have to give you some bad news, and the bad news is that everyone does not need to have a podcast. Now, I know you just said I shouldn't need to do that, but the problem is that you need to be authentic. When I thought about my own podcast, I thought about all the other great podcasters and listened to in the past, and one of them I really liked their advice uh, is Lewis Howes, The School of Greatness, and he gave me really bad advice. He said, you really shouldn't do this podcast. Uh, and I thought about his podcast a lot and what he was thinking about and what he was trying to say. And in this one story with others about why he even did a podcast and why would I spend the next you know five to six years of my life or, or more of recording and doing a lot of interviews. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and effort to deliver this. And I think for many people, they're not going to be getting any money for this. There's no real um, actual use of money for most people until over a long period of time. What Lewis Howes tells is that even if you're going to decide to continue this 
journey of creating a podcast over time, how others are going to improve their life and others. When I first Lewis suggestion that I should stop doing a podcast, it did make me a little irritated that Lewis would not give me a little more help on creating my podcast. But I think he's just being more uh, realistic for many people who um, might not be putting the time and effort it takes to create a podcast. And so what's really important for, for you if you're gonna do this is you need to put your elevator pitch in practice. What I'm gonna tell you about are three tools that can help you with working on your elevator pitch. You probably have a lot of ideas already uh, one of them is the 10 word description. And the first thing you don't do is, well, you don't want to use something like powerful, curious, lovely, quality, unique, etc., etc. That's not really helpful for you. Uh, you really want some content that you're going to talk about. Like, what are the things that keep you interested for yourself? What do you keep reading all the time in the news or your books or other topics that others can learn from them? I don't need to go over all the details, but some example I might use for, for me would be speaking, writing, negotiation, the future, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and once you have all those different words, you can kind of think about, you can think of it as creating your own journey uh, for your audience and how it connects to your life and theirs. Then get feedback from others and they'll usually tell you really quickly what's a good idea or what's a bad idea. Another real simple idea you can try with anything that you're gonna share with others is, it's not really complicated, it's this. So what? If you use so what whenever you have a question about what you should do or not do, I think so what will make it really clear. The great thing about the so what is that you can skip a lot of effort that others are not really interested in the value that you might be offering. So what is helpful so you can avoid your time and effort for creating this new content. And then also others can learn about what's working or not. Uh, if you don't look at those metrics, you can determine what's really working or not working. And I know that in the past, I've had some episodes that were not, they were fluff or they were not interesting or they're just not interested to anyone. And that's okay. Uh, but now that we know that, we can move forward and decide which is gonna be more impactful or helpful for you. In the last section, we're gonna talk about this idea of a four-pointed circle. And the reason that's important is because you can do a narrative and a very simple idea. In the book by Joseph Campbell, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, they have a more complicated version. We're gonna skip that and we're just gonna talk about the four points. The four points circle is you, them, what, and why. In this story of your, your podcast or a story you're gonna share, article, what you're gonna talk about is the thing that's most interesting to other people and probably the best version of yourself and so in my case, I would tell the story of a recent book I like or some kind of value that you get, maybe a new app that you can try. That would be what I would share other people on my podcast. The next part of this circle is this idea of them. So those that are gonna be listening to the podcast and you might learn that not everyone is gonna love this podcast. They're not really for uh, every audience, just one audience that you're gonna be listening to. So in this case, this might be more technical people. This might be product managers. It could be technologists. It could be platform people, many, many things. Ultimately, the value that the 
audience is receiving from going to the podcast. And then if I call back to the journey that Lewis Howes suggested, uh, you know, my point would be starting as a platform product owner, then seeing how I'm growing and changing and educating. If you're walking up a ladder, there's going to be someone right below you and someone right above you. And there might be somebody much further above, maybe some kind of coach, uh, and they're going to be sharing different parts of your journey. So they might be way high above or they might be really junior. As you continue to review your growth and your goals and seeing excess with your podcast or not, uh, look at the metrics and determine you know, how much time and effort are you putting into that and does it still work? And if it's not working, try something else. Finally, why do you do this at all, right? What is the reason of taking your podcast or asking for the help of others? And if I look back, the few people that have given me great feedback were really great. They were really happy and they saw the reason and why they should change something in their life based on what I said. It makes it feel so great to hear from someone else that lives in the completely part of the world and changes their mind themselves. There's nothing more satisfying than that. Uh, I could look back and think, oh, well, only one person saw this view on YouTube. Some of those really small views end up being real people that have a real problem that you're helping with. So keep it up. Like let's keep trying to make great valuable content. Uh, just understand that there's still a lot of effort to, to really get that out there. Why are you making valuable content? What you can learn from this circle is removing a lot of those problems uh, just by asking the right people. So you're thinking about what you offer what other people offer, what is helping them, and then why it matters. All right, let's talk about act two, prepare and edit liberally and ruthlessly. Making content is really challenging, and a lot of the effort is in the preparation and the editing. In the past, I thought I should do a lot of work and effort in a blank white piece of paper, and then through enough writing, it might be really good and interesting, and then my writing might be you know, helpful or good. And now I know that that's probably not helpful at all. Most people don't even write that way. Uh, what's probably more normal and uh, easy is uh, using a tool like Otter, where you can record what you're saying uh, while you're going for a walk, and it will sound very musical and normal and you can even decide to keep that writing or not but once you've kind of shared that around for yourself it really makes it easier to share it again uh, where if you were just kind of thinking off the top of your head it's not going to sound really great in your writing it's not going to sound very musical it's going to be really boring and difficult so uh, i'll share some links in my uh, podcast about uh, writing and communication and uh, you can try some of these different tools that really are more natural and helpful so this first section is about preparation and preparation is key you can use scripting and outlining they both work it just depends on the amount of depth you need to do so in my story of my podcasts and the episodes 
there's not a lot of effort I would need to put into that for most episode. Uh, maybe if it's a very big book, I might have a lot of content that I need to really make simple. I think scripting are really helpful to keep you on the right direction. Uh, I don't like to use a lot of scripting because there's a lot of time and effort to put that together, right? What I learned from others is by recording yourself through dictation, it makes you sound more musical as you're walking. So even if it's not the best thing, you can create so much content as you're writing outside that you can edit it down. And that way you can have a script that probably sounds really good and easy. And then as you're you know, playing out those scripts, uh, maybe speaking in person, if you're not saying out the scripts exactly, that's okay because you're gonna flub it anyways. Another option is an outline. And I like outlines a lot more usually because if I'm going through all the ideas, I like to just go and think about what part is actually interesting. In the past when I did a presentation, I would try to go through the whole presentation and then I would make notes for myself about what's working and what's not working. And usually what would I see is that some part of it doesn't make sense. Then I would organize my thoughts and it would sound way more musical and very normal. Then the next level as you're doing that presentation is you can really play around a little bit because people want to hear the different version of it. You don't need to say it. You don't always have to say it the same way unless you have to, unless you have a certain kind of speech you need to do, right? So uh, play around, right? Uh, so the last part is as much as you need to prepare, you might need to do that, right? So for more complicated types of uh, plays or narratives and so on and so forth, you might need to put much more effort into your preparation. Now this next part is about editing. And the thing about editing is that writing's great, right? We love writing, writing's so fantastic, but all the work is in the editing, in the re-editing. Now, before we start that, let's go into this first part of editing, which is get started to taking a break. And the way you're gonna take a break is by taking a moment and you're gonna yawn, uh, right? Very boring, now you're gonna wake up a little bit. Uh, this is important because this comes from the voice coach, Darren McStay, and he really recommends that you start with a yawn in the morning for sure, uh, but if you're gonna do a lot of using your voice, you wanna do a big yawn. And the reason you wanna have a big yawn is because there are parts of your body when you kind of wake up that have, maybe they're like, there's kind of gunk, right? And you need to open that up, right? So open that up, yawn, do a big yawn, uh, right? And then from there, you can really, you can yawn and then you can enunciate and then you can remember like, why did I have this weird conversation with someone when I woke up and like, oh, that's why, because I didn't have a big yawn. So now we know that, so make a big cup of water you might be dry, you might have just woken up, you might be drinking coffee, they're probably not gonna be great for you to be drinking your water. So have water. Now this next section is about the editing, and a lot of the editing is removing as much as possible. Now, the harder thing about this is that you're getting some advice from many people, and they're gonna tell you, take out all the sounds about your voice, about all those um, uh, ah, uh, but then also don't take up so much that it's not really helpful for you, right? So play around with your voice, with what you're re recording. Uh, sometimes you might sound too robotic or you might talk too much 
too much gab. There's other simple ideas about your editing that you can play around with. Uh, and a lot of that's just gonna be looking at what you're doing and what others offer. Uh, as you know about my, uh, and we'll talk about in Act 3, uh, but basically about narratives and a schedule of what your episode's gonna be about. It's really helpful to give people a certain amount of standard around what your podcast is about, the episode, you know, what's regular, what's not, uh, but then also uh, changing it up, right? So we'll talk a little bit more about Act 3. All right, then the last section of Act 2 is microphones. And the first thing I want to tell you about microphones is you don't need a new microphone. Most people do not need any amount of, of microphone at all. And you can probably use a lot of editing if you really need to. Um, there's some really simple things, uh, such as like if you're going to record anything, just go into a room with a lot of clothes. Most people have no difference between one or the other kind of microphone, whether it's your phone or if it's some other dedicated fancy microphone, they're probably all the same uh, and they're not enough to really change your reason for making a podcast anyway. So uh, if, if you do anything, uh, one of the most important things you could do is get a blanket uh, and it's like super cheap. Uh, but overall, I would skip any of that at all. 95% of the people out there will probably care more about the content that you're sharing. So here are three things to improve your recording uh, for your editing. Uh, one is choose your microphone and be more to the left or to the right and don't be right on. Uh, the reason is because there are people that are singers and they don't go right on it. They don't go right on the microphone and there's a lot of sibilance. Uh, and what that basically tells you is there's a lot of P, S, P and S sounds that are very big sounds and they're really hard to hear those or they are really um, annoying to hear those sounds, right? So uh, just kind of stay off the side a little bit. Second, get a pop filter. It's really cheap. Maybe it's like 10 bucks uh, and it does a big difference for you when you're recording uh, because you will make a lot of P and S sounds and they're really, uh, they really blow out your speaking. Lastly, value is key and you don't need to change a fancy microphone at all. Please just do anything other than that. I mean, like I said about the closet um, or just changing around where you're, the room you're gonna be recording, uh, that'll make a big difference more than any microphone. All right, so let's continue on with act three, and this is three act narratives, but mix it up. So the whole point of this act three idea here, the, the narratives and uh, what I've kind of talked about this whole podcast uh, for myself is uh, finding a uh, format that really works for you and not everything's gonna work for you, right? So for me, I really like books. I like to do some summarizing. I like to read news. Uh, and summarizing and podcast is a good way to talk to other people about these things that I'm learning and sharing with other people. There's something about the third act that really makes it easy for others to remember. And I really like to keep that up as much as possible because uh, it's there's too much stuff out there, right? We're going to forget so many different things and we can make it easier for others. I try to do that. So uh, ever since I started to do the podcast, I read these books and I said, you know what, I'm going to try these and we're going to see what works or what does not work. And it seems to be pretty consistent so far. So I'm really excited about that so far. There are a lot of kinds of formats out there that might work more or better for others. And I might want to explore a little bit more. 
there are a few options here and I'm not gonna try all of them because some of them might be hard for me to do them, I think, but I'd like to talk with them a little bit more. So one is chatting, one is stories, and the other is more, and then some others might be more experimental. So in chatting, what I like about those, and I'd like to do a little bit more, is um, this style is a rant, and you could probably link it towards uh, my show uh, as a type of a rant. It doesn't mean that you have to be a complete rant. You might have an opinion or an idea that you need to share with others. It's just one example of one person responding to your thoughts and ideas. You can have a question and answer, uh, whether you have interview podcasters or maybe the audience cannot attend. Uh, and that could be a way that you could just answer the questions and then have a maybe conversation with others. Uh, and then there's a full conversation. So that's maybe it's not a real interview or maybe it's just chatting back, um, which I think we all enjoy having a good conversation with others. You can also do stories, whether those seasonal narratives, episodic narratives, multiple narratives. I have not actually done a lot of long narratives. Some of the best episodes of podcasts are uh, really you know, long narratives. I think Somebody at NPR is probably way better than I am at that point. So if you've not actually seen about NPR um, and their podcasts, check them out. Uh, they have a lot of great content. This last part of the format is about experimental uh, areas. Uh, I'm just calling that, I guess. One is news features. And I've tried that recently with a, a news item. And I don't know if it's uh, really uh, hitting anything at the moment, but it was fun, right? And we have to try new things. Uh, so this news feature uh, idea here is you have a problem, you have a solution, a complication, and then the future, right? So there's all kinds of uses, this kinds of uh, news, because news changes, uh, we don't really know why things are important, and soon it's pretty close to the future and we need to change that, right? Uh, so I definitely love news features and I'd like to improve that more in the future, um, but definitely not really at that level at the moment. And then the next one, I'd love to really try that out a little bit more is a detective story. Uh, and instead of having this very linear version, uh, which probably is more what I'm used to, uh, is the detective story where we're not really telling you how are you putting the stories together so that it seems really mysterious. And we figure out, oh, is that how it works? Because all the details were there, but no one really told me the answer. Uh, and so I don't know that I've done that really well in the past, so I would like to improve uh, that in the future. Uh, so maybe in the future we'll have more interviews, uh, co-hosts, um, maybe we might get a, uh, we might have a listener like this, like Carlos. Hey Alan, this is Carlos Santana. I was just listening on one of your episodes in your podcast and I think they are great. I didn't know you have a podcast. I'm going to keep making podcasts and I hope you're still making podcasts. Uh, and the first thing is if you are making these things, you're doing the, the three stories in this uh, act, tell other people that what is the value that they're getting from this story and how they can help others. And we'll make a really great podcast together. Uh, so let's close out the show here uh, and let's you know close it out a little bit on what we were talking about today. So uh, three things. You can tell your own story. Uh, make sure it's unique, right? Two, it takes work to prepare and edit. It's just a lot of work there, but it's worth it. There's so much value there. Uh, and the third one is finding the narrative that work for you and your audience, right? 
format, the edit, all those different things. Uh, they're really key. Again, thank you. I appreciate you uh, being a listener. Thank you for listening.